You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening? Welcome to the Locked On Pistons podcast, your episode for Tuesday, February the 9th, and let's meet Dennis Smith Jr. This is your boy Matt Shook, the host of the Locked On Pistons podcast, a sports writer here in Detroit City covering sports gambling for PlayMichigan.com, a Pistons fan and follower my whole life, just like you guys, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a set of 10 uniquely beautiful diamond rings, and they're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. This exciting collection of truly unique limited edition diamond engagement rings is available now only at BlueNile.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for spreading the word about the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Today, talking basketball first on the court as the Pistons will take on the Brooklyn Nets tonight. Brother Brian's got the preview. All you need to know, I got some thoughts on Bruce Brown's homecoming, long-awaited. It's going to be emotional for your boy, Matt. Also going to meet Dennis Smith Jr., the newest Piston. Brian's going to give us the lowdown on what to know about the new, exciting, talented, and we'll see, maybe inconsequential to the history of Pistons lore at the end of the day, but we will see and give them a chance, certainly for sure. We're also going to check the Google voicemail line, see who's checking in from Lockdown Pistons listener land and what their thoughts are, and check around with what the experts are saying about the Pistons Hall in the Derrick Rose trade on Sunday. But give me a follow. On Twitter, at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore for that. Also, the Locked on Pistons Twitter account. And check us out on Facebook at Locked on Pistons dash Matt Shook. Give Brother Brian show contributor extraordinaire a follow at bshook12 on Twitter. And also the Play Michigan account, play underscore Michigan. Check that one as well. Pistons back in action, back at home after playing four games in a five-game West Coast road swing that ended up with four losses for the good guys. We'll see if they can bounce back against one of the Eastern Conference toughest teams, the Brooklyn Nets, and their new star backcourt and missing one of the players and their trio of stars. Brother Brian's going to tell us all about it. This is your Pistons game preview. The 5-18 Pistons are back in action tonight, hosting the 14-11 Nets in the first game post the Derrick Rose era for the team. The Pistons are coming into the game on a four-game West Coast skid and are greeted at home by quite possibly the most talented team in the Eastern Conference, albeit without who may be their best player in former MVP Kevin Durant, who will miss the game due to league health and safety protocols. Brooklyn still has a former MVP showing up in James Harden, acquired earlier this 
season from the Rockets and is averaging 23 points and almost 12 assists per game, while former All-Star Game MVP Kyrie Irving is averaging over 27 points, 5 rebounds, and 6 assists. Former Michigan Wolverine Karis LeVert and Joe Harris also average double digits for the Nets. It will be a return game for former Piston Bruce Brown. The Pistons are 9-point home dogs with a game number of 232.5, which is the highest number for any Pistons game this year. The game will tip at 7 o'clock at LCA on Fox Sports Detroit and WWJ 950 AM. This has been your Pistons game preview. Taking a look at the injury report, heading into tonight's game, Nick Claxton is out. Spencer Dinwiddie, of course, out as well. Kyrie Irving is listed as probable, expected he would play, but we'll see if there's more details that come out on that. Uh, of course, Killian Hayes is out for the Pistons. Jaleel Okafor also still out with some left knee soreness, but also popping up as questionable are Wayne Ellington, Frank Jackson, DeLon Wright, and Dennis Smith Jr. So that's pretty much all the ball handlers for the Pistons. Questionable. Dennis Smith Jr., uh, Dwayne Casey mentioned during his protocol, or I'm sorry, during his uh, availability on Monday that uh, that uh, you know Dennis Smith Jr. was all ready to go into the bubble with the G League, with the Westchester Knicks at the time of the trade. Um, he was already quarantining down there, but now obviously going to need to travel up to Detroit. And Dwayne Casey was unsure, said he thought that he needed a couple of days, two or three days, to get into the protocol. So a little bit unsure about whether Dennis Smith Jr. will be available to play tonight or not. I'm sure we will learn that during the day sometime uh, on Tuesday today. So keep an eye out for that. Don't know the answer to that question right now. The injury report officially lists him as questionable. But moving on to more important matters. Yes, Kevin Durant out, so no need for the Pistons to deal with uh, the big man there. But, uh, man, uh, Bruce Brown, just an interesting season from an interesting guy. And I know you guys are tired of me talking about Bruce Brown and said, Matt, drop it. Uh, Yes, they didn't get good value for him, but it's not the end of the world. Uh, The first trade made during trade season or first trade announced during trade season this year was uh, Bruce Brown being shipped out to the Brooklyn Nets for John and Musa. And right now, the Toronto Raptors' second-round pick in the next year. They're close to 500, so the excitement about the Raptors being the second or third worst team in the league that lasted for about 10 days to start the season, well, that's over. And they're continuing to ascend up the Eastern Conference standings. So that pick should be somewhere in the middle of the second round, you would think. Still nice to have, but certainly not something that is worth, to me, Bruce Brown. And I know that's uh, something that's been debated over and over again but he's he's just having one of those weird seasons again uh seems like it's some inconsistency on the offensive end um and then the normal consistent very good defensive play as well beloved by the teammates especially Kevin Durant's been saying some nice things about him how about this pulled up some stats for you guys the games that Bruce Brown plays at least seven and a half minutes for the Brooklyn Nets they are 12 and five the games that he doesn't they're two and six and included in that two and six are the four games that he didn't play. He got some DNPs earlier this year, and he was the the Nets are one and three in those games. So it seems like Steve Nash has maybe learned some lessons there, as well. Uh, another glaring thing, uh, shooting wise, it's feast or famine for Bruce Brown right now. Twenty one percent from three. So the alarms that were sounded. I mean, Bruce Brown went out in year one for the Pistons and had kind of an expectedly bad three-point shooting season as a rookie in the NBA. Again, kind of what we expected. That was something that hopefully was going to come along as the years went on. Pulling it up right now, 25.8% as a rookie. Now, 
year two goes out and shoots 34%, just a tick below league average. Now, do I did I put stock on the 34%? Did I say this guy is going to be a, a decent shooter? No. I mean, you saw that the misses were bad. It seemed a little fraudulent. Knocked it down from the corners, but really kind of, um, like I said, the smoke and mirrors on 34%. Right now, he has dipped down to 21.1%. So an atrocious three-point shooter. That's the bad news. The good news he knows he's having a rough go of it. He's not shooting three-pointers. He's 4 of 19 from three. That's it in 21 games. So to shoot less than one per, one, less than one three-pointer per game while playing 18 per 18 minutes per game on a team with everyone that's going to have all the high usage, so maybe you're going to get some kickouts. He's not throwing it up, so I guess that's good news, bad news for what you want out of an NBA offensive player these days. Pulling up some of the other numbers, uh, just thought you guys would be interested to know the worst shooting player from three in the NBA right now this year. Uh, obviously, a lot of big men that have zero percent from three, but how about zero percent for the guy with the highest volume at zero percent? And that's Jimmy Butler, zero for fourteen so far this year. And then uh, Andre Drummond, the next one at zero for eight from three. Thought you guys might get a kick out of that. Some other. Uh, Wings and or point guards that are worse shooting from three than Bruce Brown and are putting up decent volume for some of these guys. Dante Exum, Ricky Rubio, Ben Simmons, Michael Carter-Williams, Cody Martin, Josh Akogi as well. The other side of the coin, the good news for what Bruce Brown is doing other than winning the Brooklyn Nets games when he's in the, the lineup and getting minutes, he is shooting 58.2% from the field. Regular old field goal percentage. The best guard for field goal percentage in the entire NBA. That 58.2 percentage, that is like traditional centers. That's very good for a traditional center. The only guy who's up near 60 or higher are all those traditional centers, the guys who are right around the rim all the time. The Pistons have two players that are ahead of Bruce Brown in old-school field goal percentage this year, and that is Julie Okafor at 59.5%, and Mason Plumley barely over Bruce Brown at 58.6, just four-tenths of a percentage point ahead of Bruce Brown. After Mason Plumley, the second-best field goal percentage on the Pistons, the third-best is Wayne Ellington at 49.6%, so nearly 10 percentage points lower than Bruce Brown. Very, very efficient, but yet not knocking down threes, not even shooting threes for the Brooklyn Nets. So a little bit confounding there. So, again, that's field goal percentage. I know you're saying to yourself, Matt, that's an old-school stat. They've got true shooting percentage out there, which takes into account three-pointers and also free throws. And then you got effective field goal percentage as well, which weights three-pointers as well. How does he stack up there? Well, it kind of splits the difference a little bit, dings him for not knocking down three-pointers and not shooting three-pointers. So there, he's well above league average in those stats, but those pull him down to the top third of players in the NBA. So uh, still a very like a strangely effective offensive player right now, obviously grabbing the rebounds like we know he, he does uh, from his guard position, over four rebounds a game for Brooklyn. Uh, so not, uh, not his career high. He had 4.7 last year, but he's playing 10 less minutes per game. So the rebounding rate is obviously very good. Um, so getting things done in that regard, but certainly not a guy with a ball in his hands this year. The assists are down from four per game last season to one per game as uh, other better players are better options for having the ball in their hands this year. But Bruce Brown, oddly effective in some really profound ways, but not figuring it out from three-point land. So you know your boy Matt's going to 
have a little bit of a emotional time watching Bruce Brown get it done this year. And no, uh, getting the 45th pick in the draft for him is not good value before the season starts on his contract. And there's a reason the Brooklyn Nets play him and win with him and uh, are going to win playoff games with Bruce Brown playing minutes as well. What could have been, although got to hand it to Troy Weaver, you know, maybe minutes wouldn't be available for guys like Josh Jackson if Bruce Brown is available. However, uh, you could see Bruce Brown basically sliding in and taking all the DeLon Wright minutes, and that would be make make folks like me very happy this season as we know the Pistons have plenty of point guard minutes available for a team that's not winning that might as well try some young guys at that spot and also certainly some off-the-ball minutes for Bruce Brown that would be available as well. But up next, the new guy in the backcourt, not a creator, Dennis Smith Jr. We're going to meet him and talk about him that's coming up next here on the Locked On Pistons podcast. But first, Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And speaking of that, did the Detroit Pistons come home as nine point home dogs tonight after a brutal West Coast swing with a game number of 232.5, which is the highest number any Pistons game's been at this year? Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts yes, sir! we're covering everything you need to know about the pistons but what about the rest of sports now the lockdown podcast network has you covered there as well with lockdown today it's hosted by the great peter bukowski and it's all the sports news you need every morning and under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. The big news of the week is the Pistons sending Derrick Rose to the New York Knicks on Sunday afternoon for Dennis Smith Jr. and the 2021 Charlotte Hornets second round pick. Now the second second round pick that the Pistons are in possession of heading into the 2021 draft. Brother Brian's got the details on what you need to know about Dennis Smith Jr. The Pistons made the first of what may be several trades this year over the weekend, shipping former MVP Derrick Rose back to the Knicks in return for a second-round pick that originally belonged to the Charlotte Hornets and a player that, as we do at Locked On Pistons, we'll meet today. So today we look at Dennis Smith Jr., a 23-year-old, 6-foot-2-inch, 205-pound guard. Smith is from Fayetteville, North Carolina, where he attended Trinity Christian School, where he was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. Something of note, while a prep, Smith tore his ACL in a summer tournament and was thought to have lost his entire senior season. When doctors examined him for surgery, it was found that he possesses an extra ACL and was only out for two months and claims that his vertical increased eight inches after the surgery. Smith chose to stay in-state and play at North Carolina State where he was named the ACC Rookie of the Year and named to the All-Freshman Team and Second Team All-ACC. He decided to forego his final three years of eligibility and enter the 2017 NBA Draft where the Dallas Mavericks selected him with the ninth over overall pick. Smith found success right away in the NBA, starting all 69 games he played in Dallas that year, averaging over 15 points and 5 assists a night, which was good enough to be named to the NBA's all-rookie second team. He continued his good play the following year in Dallas before being dealt to New York with DeAndre Jordan and Wesley Matthews plus draft capital for Kristaps Porzingis, Courtney Lee, and a pair of former Michigan Wolverines Tim Hardaway Jr. and Trey Burke. Once in New York, things started well as he once again averaged 15 points and 
5 assists for the Knicks in the end of the year. Last year in New York was a loss season due to a back injury and the death of his stepmother. The physical and emotional toll led him to only appearing in 34 games with the Knicks and his minutes and production both fell dramatically. Unable to get back into the rotation this year for coach Tom Thibodeau, Smith requested to be part of the G League bubble so he could get minutes and refine his game. That bubble was set to start this week so the trade diverted him from heading to Orlando and instead coming to play for coach Casey in the Pistons. A b-ball index deep dive shows that before last year's dismal season, Smith was ranked in the top 20 at finishing at the rim and in the top five in the league at getting to it. Smith is on the final year of his rookie contract and set to make just over five and a half million on the expiring deal and could be a restricted free agent next year if the Pistons decide to extend a qualifying offer to him of $7.7 million. Smith will probably be charged with working with the second unit to begin with as was Derek Rose's role. Welcome to Detroit Dennis Smith Jr. and that has been Meet a Piston. So it's been kind of a rocky ride for Dennis Smith Jr., but that five-star talent uh, coming out of North Carolina and going to North Carolina State there. Um, Troy Weaver comes from the AAU scene himself. I think he's a guy who's intrigued with that five-star type of talent. We know from being here in Michigan how big of a high school star that Josh Jackson was at Detroit Consortium before heading out to prolific prep. And that's paid dividends so far for Troy Weaver and the Pistons. So this is a guy who rolls the dice on talent. Dennis Smith Jr. certainly has that. You know, they bring in Luka Doncic in year two for Dennis Smith Jr. over in Dallas and gave the keys to the car, rightfully so, to the young player in, in Doncic, and he's turned into the MVP type of caliber player. So you can understand why they did that. But the numbers, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. is not much of a playmaker He's very much not a three-point shooter, 31% as a rookie, 32% in year two, part-time for Dallas and New York, and then last year back down to under 30% from three-pointer uh, range. And he played, he's played three games this year for the Knicks, so any kind of sample size is uh, non-existent for his NBA run so far this year, 0 for 4 from three. But uh, you know, we're talking about a guy who's been an accumulation of injuries now at this point. Um, the thigh situation in training camp kind of put him outside of the rotation, opened the door for Emmanuel quickly out of Kentucky to take those backup point guard minutes behind Alfred Payton and left guys like Frank Nittalakina and Kevin Knox and Dennis Smith Jr., three talented players in the doghouse and outside of the rotation for Tom Thibodeau and the New York Knicks. They're having some success this year, which is a little bit unexpected. And uh, they made the move to bring in Derrick Rose. Now, um, so Dennis Smith Jr., as Brian mentioned, for when he was with Dallas, first couple years, gets by his guy, gets to the basket, does pretty well finishing around the rim. But last year, that was a completely different story. It didn't happen for him. As Brian says, dismal year last year for Dennis Smith, five and a half points per game, uh, 2.9 assists. The turnover numbers are big. As well, only playing 15 minutes a game and still turning the ball over almost two times per outing. Uh, 34% from the field. Uh, so just, just as bad as it gets last year. Again, going through a little bit of personal tragedy and then all the COVID situation pops up. So um, you know, just, just a, a kind of a year that he'd like to forget and certainly didn't do himself any favors so far this year with the New York Knicks. You know, Is he down to his last chance in the NBA here with the Pistons? Well, he's 23 years old. He's still got that pedigree. And he's still um, got hopefully that athleticism as the injuries heal, as the body gets right. And hopefully he was ready and motivated to prove some things here in Orlando starting this week. And with the Detroit Pistons, he's going to have that chance. Now, 
The question is, and I read some of the debates about this online, first of all, overall, what did you think about the Pistons' return of Dennis Smith in the second-round pick? And if it was on the table, don't know whether it was, but could you have boosted up the draft capital and just maybe gotten two seconds or something like that instead of Dennis Smith or any player coming back because the the New York Knicks did have the cap space. I think they're the one team that went into the NBA season with cap space this year. So they could have just taken Derrick Rose into that cap space, still had some left over, and maybe the Pistons could have fetched more picks. But maybe uh, that wasn't on the table. We won't know that. But uh, my guess is that Troy Weaver, even if even if offered two second-round picks, probably would have taken this chance on Dennis Smith Jr. and taken the second-round pick that he did get. Now, could the Pistons have – bargained up for their own second-round pick, seeing as though that's probably going to be five, six, seven or so spots uh, ahead of the Charlotte Hornets pick in the second round this year. Possibly, maybe, does it matter? I don't know. I mean, I'm in favor of having second-round picks, and I'm in favor of having the best second-round picks possible, but is it it worth it to go back to the negotiating table for a second-round pick that might be six or seven spots better? Um, You know, it's, it's a questionable thing, and we don't know exactly what went down behind the scenes there. But as I said yesterday, I'm calling this like one of those A-minus, B-plus moves. I like it. It's the kind of conventional rebuilding move that you make. You bring in a reclamation project. You pat, you, you hand off your, your veteran role player types like Derrick Rose is at this point in his career, uh, who's on an expiring deal, who's not going to do, not going to come back next year, not going to really do any good for the Pistons the rest of this season. So bring in a, a talent like Dennis Smith Jr. who might be able to help you out this year and maybe audition his role, enjoy Detroit, vice versa, to the point where he's brought back. Now, Brian mentioned the $7.7 million qualifying offer that the Pistons, if they make that offer, either Dennis Smith could um, accept that offer and come back on a one-year $7.7 million deal, or if he turns it down, the Pistons still retain his restricted rights going into next season. The fact of the matter is, unless Dennis Smith Jr. goes crazy and has like an amazing second half of the season here in a Pistons uniform, the Pistons will not be offering that qualifying offer of $7.7 million. So if if they do, that means something worked out really, really well, and uh, and he deserves that money. But again, for all intents and purposes, as we sit here right now on February 9th, uh, they will not offer that qualifying offer, and Dennis Smith Jr. will be a unrestricted free agent going into next season. However, that doesn't mean he can't re-sign with the Pistons and, and build up some goodwill and maybe come back on a cheaper deal, maybe even a longer-term deal if things go well for the Pistons and Dennis Smith Jr. this offseason. But up next, we're going to hit the Google voicemail line, find out what you guys think about the trade, and also check around what some of the quote-unquote experts are saying around NBA circles. That's coming up next here on the Locked On Pistons podcast, which is a proud member of the Locked On Network, your team every day. And you know I got to tell you guys about rockauto.com. This is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years since basically the internet was invented. I don't know. Don't fact check me on that. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They got everything from engine, engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet for your ride. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com is catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and the prices you prefer. The prices, that's the best part. They're always reliably low, and the same for the pros as the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck 
right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Support those who support us. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. February is Black History Month, and the Lockdown Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Lockdown Presents More Than the Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Lockdown Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Lockdown Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to the Lockdown Presents podcast feed on the radio.com app or wherever. You get your podcast. Looking for some reaction for you guys on the Derrick Rose trade for Dennis Smith Jr. and a second-round pick from the New York Knicks. You can give us a call at 810-666-1546 with your reaction. We'll play them the rest of the week as well. But we got one opinion from the fan base out there already, and let's hear it now. Hey, Matt. This is Andy from Ann Arbor. With regards to the Derrick Rose trade, I feel like the Pistons got a pretty decent return. Um, obviously, you know, a first-round pick would have been nice, but I guess that's just not what the market's going to bear. Um, I think right now it's pretty hard to find trading partners uh, in the NBA, so I think that Troy Weaver did a good job, and overall I think that he's shown himself to be a pretty savvy general manager, so I'm very happy about that. Uh, with regards to Derek Rose and his time with the Pistons, I thought it was great. Um, he, it was, it was really all positive and no negative. Um, he needed the Pistons to sort of help reclaim his status within the NBA and the Pistons needed him as somebody that could provide some leadership plus some valuable minutes off the bench, uh, and, uh, spot starts here and there. And I think he did a great job really enjoyed his time with the Pistons, nothing but respect, and um, looking forward to seeing what Dennis Smith Jr. can bring. It's worth taking a shot. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Thanks so much to Andy from Ann Arbor, one of our favorite callers, for opining on the the positive Derrick Rose time here in Detroit and the positive return that Troy Weaver got for him. John Hollinger, the athletic, even checking in saying, it's a great deal for Detroit which is rebuilding and already fading from the playoff race. It was all but certain to lose Rose to free agency after the season in an article at The Athletic. Also a little bit of a three-way roundtable on The Athletic between Danny LaRue, Sam Vecini, and Seth Partnoy about it. And those guys were less enthusiastic than John Hollinger about the deal with Danny LaRue saying it's not enough of a haul for Derrick Rose, pointing out that uh, they'd rather he'd rather have a, a, sec- a decent – double a second second round pick and uh and not even get any player back in return and instead use Derrick Rose's uh ex- remaining salary as a trade exception that you can use to to bring on another player of that 7 million dollar value for a, a calendar year if I'm not mistaken there so uh Sam Vecini says that he's a bit surprised that the Pistons didn't give up more and that organizationally they kind of dropped the ball a little bit by not trying to get a protected first round pick last year as seems to be kind of the consensus that could have been available last year. Uh, I said that all that last year that that was what they should have done. And Seth Partnoy kind of adds the fact that, and this is something that I appreciate about Troy Weaver and making this move on February 7th while the uh, trade deadline is still five, six weeks away. Um, I say make the deal if it's there. Now, 
Is there a way that you could regret making this deal if the Clippers get even more desperate for a ball handler or like a Canard or Beverly goes down with a serious injury or something like that and they need more guards even badly? Now, obviously, I know that the Pistons probably did their due diligence, try to engage the Clippers as much as possible, but I believe that Dennis Smith Jr. chip probably was the difference in whatever kind of offer might have been available, and who knows, maybe the Clippers put up one of those three second-round picks of the Pistons that they traded away in the Canard deal. And as, of course, another chips that could have been available by the Knicks were the Pistons' own second-round pick this next year and also their own second-round pick from 2023 as well. So Partnoy questioning why Troy Weaver made that move so far out in that the, you're, you're rolling the dice and thinking that maybe a bigger market couldn't have been created for Derrick Rose, especially if he plays pretty well over the period from now until the trade deadline. John Neal, a friend of mine from the Detroit News, the great columnist there, um, checked in on it as well. Basically kind of resetting the storyline of Troy Weaver and taking the opportunity and rolling the dice on the pedigree of Dennis Smith Jr., likening him to Josh Jackson as well. But he also points out that the Pistons probably could have gotten more last year for Derrick Rose. Again, that's not a Troy Weaver problem that's a uh, that's an Ed Stefanski and the organization as a as a whole problem there. So what will we see from Dennis Smith Jr.? Maybe we'll find out tonight. I kind of think that we're probably going to have to wait till Thursday when the Pistons host the Indiana Pacers after tonight's game against the Brooklyn Nets. But that'll do it for our show today. Thanks to the callers. Thanks for Brother Brian, as always. Andy from Ann Arbor. Appreciate you guys. 810-666-1546 if you want to check in. But that wraps up this edition of Locked on Pistons. I'm your host, Matt Shook. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on NBA. Have a great day. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs>